is a rhythm to us freedom is like religion to us justice is the juxtaposition in us justice for all just ain't specific enough one son died spirit is revisiting us true and living living in us resistance is us you are now tuned to the K100 radio hip hop and R&B oh yes What's happening? K100 Radio fam, what's up? Oh yeah, shouts out to everybody that's tuning in, welcome. K100radio.com, it's uh, another great day over here at K100 Radio. We really appreciate everybody tuning in uh, to this specific broadcast right here. Of course you know what it is, it's time for us to chop it up with some folks. This is the Direct Line interview. And we're going to get ready to talk to somebody. Sometimes, you know, I talk to people on K100 Radio. Of course, it's mostly artists and entertainers and stuff like that. That's kind of what we do for the most part. But just pause. Because sometimes I actually get to talk to people who, you know, it goes beyond the music. It goes beyond actually what we're talking about. Sometimes I talk to people that I, I know and, and that I've been knowing for years. And I, I love having these conversations uh, because... A, it kind of gives me a, a, an edge on the interview, honestly. When I talk to people who I don't really know, um, I'm kind of guessing at maybe what kind of person they may be, where they're from, uh, some of their story. And it's you wing it, and you do good. Sometimes you fail. Actually, I really don't fail often. I'm pretty good at this, but that's not the point. The point is this. Today, I got two things going for me, two great things. Today I'm going to help my people out that's listening to K100 Radio right now. I'm going to help you guys learn something. I'm going to help you guys win. I'm here to help you win, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm here for. And also, I'm winning myself because I'm actually showing some love to somebody who is doing something that's really great. And somebody that I know, that I've been knowing for pretty much their whole life, almost. You know what I'm saying? Enough to say, yeah, I've been knowing you your whole life. Uh, my good brother, Marcus Rosia, he's on the line right now. Marcus, what's going on, brother? Man, what's going on? I appreciate you having me, bro. It feels like it feels like old time. Absolutely, man. Well, first of all, if, if anybody that's listening right now and you don't know who this is, this is author. It's it's, it's funny when I say this is author <laughs> Marcus Rozier, <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm, I'm laughing when I say that because uh, I remember when it was just Lamarcus. You know, I, this is somebody that I actually been knowing uh, a better part of my life, and uh, we actually grew up in the same hometown, and he's accomplished something. That not too many people were from get into. A lot of people jumped into what I did growing up, as far as being uh, an entertainer and stuff like that. That's that's nothing new, but it's not a lot of people writing books and, and having them 
uh, do well on top of that. You know what I'm saying? So I got to make sure I stop and pause and give credence to author Marcus Rosier, author of the book Win the Day. And we're going to get ready to talk about that right here on K100 Radio, what it's all about, give you a little bit of background on him, and just hopefully you guys can um, gel. Now, I got to give a disclaimer real quick. Uh, I had it. I had everything set up to where we could accept calls today, but right now, as it stands, we're having some problems with our switchboard. If that changes, and I'm able to get the switchboard thing going on, because it's not us, it's the, actually the company that we use with the switchboard. They're having some technical issues with their servers. They just sent a massive email out to pretty much everybody who uses them. I just got it, like five minutes before this started uh apologizing and all that stuff so i'm gonna get a whole bunch of free stuff behind that but we always have a backup plan so we got the good brother marcus on the line but if you did see the uh social media blast about calling into the show uh you may have to sit this one out on the call-ins maybe and just listen to what we have to say i sincerely apologize about that but you know it's nothing it's out of our hands it's nothing that we can fix here in the studio uh it's actually a whole nother company that we use um i may after we get through chap- chapping it up and uh, i may give out the studio number and uh, let you guys just call into the studio and just pipe you guys in. You know, that's a little extra, but just for this particular um, show, I'll do that. So, again, if you were trying to call the 347-934 number and you couldn't get through, it's not you. You paid your bill. Everything is great. Don't be calling T-Mobile and Verizon and, and snapping, okay? It's not them. It's us. Or well, not us, but them, but whatever. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so, uh, Brother Marcus, first of all, please do me a favor, sir. And formally introduce yourself to our listening audience over here at K100 Radio. You got the floor. Go ahead, brother. Oh, man. All I can say is my name, man. I'm just me. I am Marcus Fly Rosen, man. Uh, I don't even want to call myself an author. I don't consider myself that. But I'm, some say I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a motivational speaker. Um, you can find me on Instagram, social media, everything. I'm the same name, Marcus Fly Rosen. Now, now, why why don't you you wrote a book, bro? You wrote a book, bro. I mean, it's a real book. That's I, why could, why don't you want, why don't you want to call yourself an author? Why why, why you man, say that? Let's start there. I, I don't I don't view it like that. I'm one of those people, man, that really live my life. Like, what what if my life had no words? That people had to watch how I live instead of someone asking me, "What do you do for a living?" Uh-huh. So I, I've always been one of those people, not bound by titles. I just try to live in a way that's positive, that's influential, that's loving. And that matters to me more than a title so like author. If the book says something that inspires somebody, that's great. But I think it's for us. When I wrote it, it helped me. Okay. So, But you did write the book, right? I did write the book. Author Marcus Rojo on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Author Marcus Rojo on the line, then, sir. Thank you. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was, I was right. You did write, write a book. I wasn't tripping. Okay. Yeah. So, Arthur Marcus Rojo. But I, today, is, today is Marcus Rojo. All right. And, and this is this is someone that I've been knowing um, uh, for a while, like pretty much a lot of his life, most of his life, almost, and most of mine since we were kids. And, Absolutely. Um, yes. His, his, his father, his daddy, and my daddy, them friends. That's how that go. That's one of these type situations right here. Mama them and daddy them, they know them. My mama, his mama, they all went, they knew growing up, everything. This is way, way, way before us. This was destined. This was predestined. I feel like this interview and this whole situation was predestined before we was even put here, bro. Honestly. It's kind of feeling like that. You know what I'm saying? Because all of these cogs in this wheel, you know, and all these other people's lives had to intertwine for you to actually be right here at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you you may have gotten here anyway, just based on your grind and everything. But I know for a fact I'm just here. You here right now because I'm just extremely proud of you. I got to say that live on the air, make sure that's documented. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, proud, yeah, I, proud of you. I appreciate that. I'm proud of you, man. How many people you know just decide to go after it? 
You know, you we started this on time, but I remember when you would number the episodes and I was listening every day, so man. I always say, I always say, somebody's waiting on us to happen. So you had to happen, so I could happen. Hey, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. So here is the the, the book, uh, Win the Day, and we'll talk more about motivational speaking and getting into all that. Uh, because I was actually talking to someone on um, on social media about motivational speaking, and they had something controversial to say. So I'll get into that with you in a minute. But all right, right now, let's go ahead and jump into the book, Win the Day. Give us a brief one. Now, of course, the the book is about motivation. It's about you know, taking control of your situation and literally winning the day. But give us a little breakdown about what you mean by that and what's going on in the book real quick. When people buy it, what are they, they going to get from the book, win the day? Man, I, I consider it a life playbook. You know, I deal with what I call 10 strategies that have to do with life. When I wrote it, I wrote it out of frustration. I know there's so many people that was around me, myself included, living their life waiting on the weekend. If you know, the social media blows up when there's a three-day weekend. Uh-huh. But I started thinking about, man, life is too long. It's, it's too many years you live to look forward to nothing but two days or three days. So it's giving people strategy. The concept of when the day came from, I noticed that people will schedule their life around a television show one hour a week, but then say they don't have time for, to make their dreams a reality. Right. So for me, man, it was 10% of the day. I realized I was passionate about something I wasn't very good at. So how, do I, how did I get my talent to a place? that I was better at it. So two hours and 40 minutes every day I invest into what I think my area is, which is communication. Right. That's my that's my minimum. So what they get from the book is everything from how they figure out their passion versus abilities, how to deal with, with trifling people. <laughs> you know, I deal with that. I deal with pursuit, procrastination, just on down the line, man. How, how do people stop making excuses and move their life forward and in essence win, win every day? Okay, and I've got the, I've got, I've, I don't have them broken down, but you've got these 10 strategies laid out in the book, and strategy one is passion, two is purpose, three is product, four is process, five is perspective, six is place, seven is preparation, eight is people, nine, price, and ten, pursuit. And you really break it down into all of these different categories, real slick. All of them start with P. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that was really that, that, that. You know, that's why I can't. I don't know if I'm necessarily could be a writer because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. To, to think a lot. I kind of like to go ahead and just say it, and then maybe I shouldn't have said it and think about what I said later, and then <laughs> and live with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's just me. That's K100 Radio. But anyway, uh, so. You said you. I, I, hear, I hear a quote all the time, and I'm pretty sure you've heard it. You know, you're not a pro at something until you spent ten thousand hours doing it. Basically, you know, what I'm saying that's what a lot of athletes tell you, and professional recording artists, entertainers, whatever, chefs, whatever. They say you're not a professional at something until you spent ten thousand hours doing it. I have a question. Do you agree with that, or can you become really good at something that you're naturally born to do? Just in the beginning, just be really great at it? Or do you have to put that time in to be considered a professional? What do you think about that Before, when it comes down to your dedication and pursuit of what it is that you're trying to do? Man, I have, I have to kind of agree with it. I think sometimes you can have a natural ability at something. Like what you're doing now, this, I'm certain for you it comes natural. But you, you, you learn along the way. So I think it's what I call it, it in the book, Chambers Plug. I deal with what's known as limited ability. Right. That I play, I played basketball coming up, and I won, you know, all county, all state. But when I went to college, the dude I was competing against was six nine. Right. So I, when we, when we talk about being an expert, you might be great on your level, but you got to make the transition by investing those ten thousand hours or whatever that is. Right. To figure out how you how your talent works. <laughs> you know, you might be good in your in your neighborhood, but once you go to all the level, man, 
it, it takes the strength of the mistakes you make in the process for you to really hone your craft. Right, exactly. You've got a couple of quotes in here, a couple of things I want to, you know, break down. Like uh, you have, I, I meet a lot of people and I deal with a lot of people who don't know. And tragically to me, this is one of the, the great tragedies of being a human, almost literally. You meet so many people who literally don't know what they want to do in life, who really don't know what their passion is, who feel like they don't have a talent. You know, who, if, if, you know whether it be a, a, a stay-at-home mom who loves her kids and loves being a mom but feels empty because maybe there's something that she's not doing because all she do kind of just sits around all day and helps raise the kids, but that's, it's not fulfilling enough to her. And you have um you, you have a a, a a paragraph in here where it says you know where does passion live and I'm I'm gonna quote the book real quick, uh, passion lives in the space of your soul your mind will and emotions it lives in the heart of each person and drives what we think say and do it drives how we spend our time and who or what we are drawn to be around if you're searching for your passion start in the place of your happiness now the question to reflect upon is what excites you. What is the thing that lifts your spirit and brings satisfaction? Generally, passion lives in the neighborhood of where you find excitement. And I, could, I, I couldn't agree more, but then what happens if, you know, let, let's say you're somebody and what excites you is something that isn't um, always profitable. And then how do you tell that person who everybody this is the real world where you have bills to pay that what excites you like maybe a rapper or something that makes you happy you know what i'm saying but yeah. that's just really not a lot of money in it right now you know what i'm saying what do you yeah. tell those people how do you how do you break down and how do you get those guys to win today you know what i'm saying because what they what makes them happy may not literally be what they can literally do because they have to survive what do you do when you're in that scenario Man, it, you know, it's funny you say that, and I'm, I'm, I'm cynical like that, too. So I kind of elaborate more and move into another place where I think in order for, let me just start there. In order to make a career out of anything, your passion and your talent got to marry each other. Right. You, know, you, can be, you can be passionate about anything, but if your talent is not on that level, you can't produce the results, which is money. So what, what I would say to someone who's passionate about something, sometimes it's easier to enjoy your hobby. But, you know what I'm saying, like, it, it might be a hobby, not a passion. So enjoy that as a hobby, but figure out something else to do to take the money and the experience in another area to fund it. So I use myself as an example. There was a certain place, at a certain point, I could not full-time do speaking and offering all that. I worked for the State for seven years. Right. I took the money from that to, to fund and put me in a place where when I was ready to take that leap, I could. And I learned I learned back-of-office things in business and how to reach out to people and networking. So what I would say to somebody else, man, until, until your character and your drive can sustain you where you're trying to go, happiness is good, but you've got to move to a place to be honest with yourself and say, okay, am I really good enough to get paid for this? That's the first conversation you got to have. Right. But tell me, okay, let me... Let me <laughs> Let me pause. See, here's here's the here's the thing with that one, and I think that's probably to me just re, just listening to you and, and reading over the book and stuff. <clears throat> that's probably going to be the hardest one for most people to face because I swear, you know, for the guy who thinks that he's better than Jordan hooping at the wreck right now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, for the kid that's at the open mic who's who swear his ball, he'll eat Kendrick up in the battle, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just using these simple descriptions. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, 
if someone's really passionate and loves what they do and really feels like they're good and I, listen let me tell you why i'm saying it like this because in my position with what i do i meet people all the time who swear that they they they, they all that when it comes to music you know what i'm saying and sometimes i have to be the bearer of bad news be it on ill or kill you know what i'm saying <laughs> Some kind of way, I'm normally the bearer, I'm a, a judge on the panel, uh, you know, or, or a one-on-one conversation, frank conversation about their music. I have to be the bearer of bad news that you're not as good as you sound. But then again, that doesn't necessarily mean you should stop because as it stands with what I do in entertainment, there's a whole bunch of people that I think all out suck who have become successful. So I say that to say this, I, I think that's probably one of the first things to, that you have to get over and I don't understand as a motor I'm not a motivational speaker, I'm just a person who does this. You know, uh how do you get to into someone and if you meet someone and you can see if you're a life coach or you're a motivational speaker and someone is coming at you about something and they're just super passionate and you actually really if you come to a realization yourself as the motivational speaker, yeah, you're really not that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at what point and do you You know you know it's crazy we're having this conversation. Right. I'm honest with myself and that's why everything in the book I exposed myself. I went through it and asked myself those questions. Right. It wasn't the three I was passionate about basketball, music and communications. Right. I I realized I wasn't as good as I thought I was or as tall as I thought I was. <laughs> it was basketball. And I'm passionate about music. I love rap. I love singing. I can't sing. I can't rap. In my head, I think I think I'm a rapper. My my rap name is SB Savior Blunt. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, but I, I understand. At the end of the day, if I was uh, be in music, I would have to I would have to find some other talent, whether it's an A and R or ear for music, to be around what I'm passionate about. But I couldn't necessarily do it. Right. I could coach basketball, but I can't play it. Right. So, we got to find some, some other areas that's in the neighborhood that allows me to be able to pull up blow up what my passion is. And I don't always think, I don't always think, like some people say, pursue your passion, make money from it. I think sometimes it's okay to enjoy your passion, but to still make a living. You know, so right. it, it's, it's all right to say, okay, like we always think high levels of success, like singing and rappers, but man, I, I'm inspired by a single mother, somebody who could every day have, have, no resources sometimes have to do it by themselves and find a way to make it happen like they inspire, they inspire the things around them i'm inspired by you you don't have to be nationally syndicated for me to be inspired by your drive how you take care of your kids all of that right so i think sometimes we we, we have to do our passion even on what we would call lower levels so somebody can see us and be inspired to move to higher levels right exactly uh i i, I, I give you the clap on that one I agree, I agree with pretty much everything that you just said. You know what I'm saying? And it's very tough. I think, you know, how did, let me, let me go ahead and jump into some other stuff. Uh, win the day. Now, of course, just a broad overview of just someone who picks up the book and says, win the day. You're gonna, you're gonna tell me how to win today. But of course, obviously, we all know the long haul is gonna be more than a day. So when you say win the day, are you compartmentalizing or explain that? Are you compartmentalizing what you should focus on the now as opposed to long term goals? Like to me, some people like I seen somebody um, commenting on one of the posts and it was like, you know, I try to win every day. They said they said it in a roundabout way, you know, just not without even reading your book. 
You know, they try to win every day to, to, to win every day because that's going to those small short term goals lead up to long term, you know, long term goals uh, accomplished. But is that really where you're going with it? Or are you just trying to tell people today focus on what will actually bring the big win down the line? Which one? My, my overall concept of winning today is telling everyone to start at 30 minutes and I'm trying to get everybody to your minimum being 2 hours and 40 minutes a day. Reinvest in whatever your talent or passion is, folks. It's what I call life wages. Uh-huh. You know, we, it's easier to figure out with money. If I were to say, man, here go, go $86,400. That's how many seconds it is in a day. Right. You can manage that differently, but people don't manage money. So I'm telling people, create a... Create a life budget and figure out how much do you invest in family, how much do you invest in health, how much do you invest in your talents, the things that you say you want. And if you're not every day investing that much, you lost a day. Right. So um, the process and, and all the ten po- all the ten points that you broke down out of the ten, I know all of them are important. And and are they numbered in like when someone gets the book? Are they are they in are they are you giving it to them in level of importance or is each one as important as the next or is, you know, I wouldn't say slack off on anything because no one's going to sit here and write a book and, and, and break all this stuff down the way you did. And if it's not important and if it's not relevant, but out of all of these, which one would be the one that you got to tell them this is probably the most important section of the book. I know it's all important because it all has to be a, a cohesive work. You know what I'm saying? It all comes together. But if there's the one, there's like, this is probably the most important one. Passion, purpose, product, process, perspective, place, preparation, people, price, pursuit. Which one of these, you, you would, when you wrote this particular chapter, you said, this is just, if you don't read any other part of this book, just read this one. You know what I'm saying? Man, yeah, that's a, t- that's a very tough question, especially for somebody that's greater. I, have <laughs> to say, I, I would have to say product. Mm-hmm. You know, when you ask me are they all important, I wrote them in more of a systematic order, like you need this to do this, but product, because it has to do with individuality. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing I like the most about you, you do what most people don't do, which is tell the truth. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As long as I've known you've been very honest and upfront, most people could tell you a million things about other people, but couldn't tell you nothing about themselves. Right. You know, so I would say product because I walked through the importance of individuality and how and how you place value in yourself so that if, if i said skip everything else and if you just figure out who you are but that's all that would probably be the most I, Go ahead, that, that's that, that and, and to me like I, this is why i love the book because i hope i hope i hope when people get in there and they read it they can understand how important it is to be aware of self you know what i'm saying at the end of the day that's that's a central reoccurring theme in the book you know what i'm saying awareness of self awareness of what you want to do with you but Again, I run into so many people who just don't have that answer. They, like they, they start, I'm talking about, we're talking about a, I'm talking about 30, 40 some year old people you that have been on this earth that long, who have produced offspring, who have probably life coached their offspring in some sort of fashion to get them to pursue something, to be something in life, but still don't know themselves. I don't yeah, know how you, I don't know how you fix that, or can it be fixed? But you know. I don't know. I think I think sometimes it it takes somebody draw, getting somebody's attention from it. You know, it's one of those things. For myself, I've had moments of life where you get caught up in how you look in front of people, name brands, all these things just to look good in front of people. And it's one thing I did with in the book, man. It's weird the way it happened. I, unfortunately, I was at a funeral, right. and I watched I watched a whole lot of people crying and you know grabbing the casket. You know how that goes, just grieving. 
And I started tripping mentally because I was thinking their response is basically saying that this is a product that we can't replace. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, but ultimately, why don't we recognize that about ourselves? The same way they was grieving that person, I was grieving for them because the you're grieving somebody who died. I'm grieving you're alive and we, we can't recognize how, how perfect you are as an individual product. Right, right, exactly. And um, you've got a part in the, uh, there's a section in, um, I know that uh, in, in the, the, the strategy number six place, and you started out with there. What is your there? I think that's really important because reading a book, and I didn't get a chance to read all of it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't read all of it. I read, I read enough, and I, and I had to, and I kind of jumped around so I can get a general idea and get prepare myself for the interview because I didn't have time to read it all before I did the interview, but I read enough of each one of these particular parts. And the there is, even with someone like me, that was probably one that had to make me sit and, and, and pause and say, hmm, where exactly is there? Because literally right now, I don't, I, even with what I do, people would think that it, it just looking outside or listening to me on K1 radio or looking at me on social media or whatever would think that I know exactly where I'm going. And literally, I had a there when I wanted to be the next Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? I was like, when I wanted to be touring around the world as a rap artist, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and selling tracks as a producer. When I, when, I, when I was in that part of my uh, musical experience and career, uh, it was it was a very clear picture, you know, because you had this example, you know what I'm saying, to go by. But for what I do right now, the there is very confusing to me. You know what I'm saying? Even to someone like me, and I can imagine it being even more so to someone who isn't even actively pursuing that lane yet. You know what I'm saying? So for me, yeah. you know, you, you say, I'll know when I get there. And you and you do a couple of quotes and you're like, I'll know when I get I don't. I know I'm not there yet. But then again, I'm hoping that I will know when I'm there so I don't get there and then walk out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause I, and I was there. <laughs> I was there and I left. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people sometimes get there and they don't even realize they're there and then they leave. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm kind of paranoid about that when it comes to broadcasting because I'm not formally trained in broadcasting. This is something that I got into as a hobby that quickly became a passion. You know what I'm saying? But they, 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 you know, yeah, it, it was it was it's kind of weird. The book is really dope, and and for me, it, it hit on a whole bunch of different things because my passion, of course, is is writing music and creating music. That's my passion. That's something that I spent over ten thousand hours doing for the better part of my life. And this is something that I haven't even spent that much time with, but I have almost just as much fun doing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Not even almost. Depends on what what we're doing as a broadcast. I have more fun. You know what I'm saying? This is fun to me. This is this is big fun to me. And and if you'd have told me I'd have been doing it five years ago, uh, I would have been like, what? You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. It, it, but the there, knowing where I'm at, where is the there? Where are you trying to get? And how will you know when you get there? Uh, to me, that was one point in the book. You know, that I felt like ah, I don't even know what there is for me right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just kind of. I know it's going to be hard for other people if I can't even figure it out. Absolutely, man. Oddly enough, you're not the only person that, that brought that point out in the book. And I, when I was writing, I was thinking about it myself. And I couldn't figure out, I didn't have a clear picture of what there was. But I started I started thinking about that. Unless, I'll, I'll give you another quote. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unless you see it before you see it, you won't even recognize it. So I think ultimately, even if you don't know, you have some sense of a vision as it relates to entertainment. Right. You know, you didn't, you didn't stumble or surprise yourself into entertainment. So you have some pictures, some vision of what that looks like. And the whole idea of, you know, that you're there or where you are. I was at a hotel, and I noticed on the back of every door, they put a sign on the back of the door, and it says, you are here. Right. 
Because if an emergency happens, it don't matter if you know where everything else is if you don't know where you are in proximity to it. So right. I think people have to recognize, even if you don't know where your there is, where are you in your life compared to, to at least somewhere you want to be? I know one of the things I want to do at some point in life is be a father. You know, I'm 31, I'm not a father. Right. So don't don't don't, don't rush why, it. Hey, don't rush it. Don't, tr- tr- hey, hey, don't rush it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, telling you, man. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I, I feel you, but like, I've been patient with it. Jesus Christ, you know, it's, it's such one a, of those things that the, the reason why I wrote this book in ten days, and I got another one that'll come out in January, and just working like crazy. I don't want to take away time with my son doing what I could have done when I was by myself. So that's what you are. You are there at being about figuring out. Okay, this is somewhere you know you want to be at some point in life. Man, all right, I know women who want to be married, but we'll wait until they get married and then decide to go to school. Man, if you don't get them off that bed, well, you could have done that while you were single. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's, that's what the whole chapter is about, just figuring out where are you in your life compared to where you want to be. Right. I, I, can, I can tell you, I can tell you that the, the crazy thing about what you said is no matter how hard you try, it's like you never prepare. Once you, once you had, for me, once I had kids, I just, I knew I didn't, I didn't have, I had my kids were definitely not planned and definitely, you know, I love my babies. I love them, but they were not something that I was looking to do at that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't, I was just, yeah. I was just completely wild. But, you know, uh, so they're here. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I really, really, it would be in a perfect world. Everything you want to do in life, you're done with. You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. But, the way everything looks like because I, I see so many people whose career stride hits at 40 you know what i'm saying like their career yeah. stride like pops off at 40 and that means okay so you're gonna wait till you what 40 to have kids okay so now you're gonna be what you know uh, uh 45 going to kindergarten you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, trust me i, I hate I, I'm, I'm i'm you know what i envy you know what i envy i envy my I, it was funny because back in the day when all my friends we're having kids and we were like fresh out of high school some of us was in high school or whatever i was like man i'm so glad it wasn't me and now all their kids we're 30 something years old all their kids are either graduating or they're in college and they're out of the house and then they're like same age as me and they don't got to worry about little league they don't got to worry about nothing they just kicking back and enjoying their 30s and i'm like ah yeah, I remember I thought that was a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? And now it's over for them. So I don't, it's one of those things where you sit and you're like, sheesh, I don't know. which one. Is, what is the right answer for that one? I don't know. But I totally get what you're saying when you say, you know, you want to you want to make sure that you're already ready to go. But I don't know. I, don't th- I think parenthood is just that X factor that it's just when it pop off, it's going to throw a loop in anything. It don't even matter. That's, how, that's what it was like for me. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I just, I just want to be one of those guys. Like, man, I see you at your kids' football games, and basketball games. Like, you're active, so you're making time for. But I've also seen the other side of it, man, where guys who are so busy working and making a living, man, they don't have the opportunity to be present. They don't have no memories with their their father being that supportive. Yeah, and I don't want to be that guy. I would say that's winning the day because my thing about it is. And this, 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 the way I look at this, because I'm extreme, I, I literally work and I do this. I run a business and work. You know what I'm saying? And have and, and raise kids. And I look at it if, if I'm gonna take it from a perspective of your book and and everything that you're saying when it comes to win today, I'm literally gonna sit and say today, even if I didn't make money or even if I had to miss an event that I could have been at, 
But I got to go to my son's game and see him hit that three-pointer that won the, the buzzer beater three-pointer that won it. And he jumped up and ran straight into my arms. I won that day. I don't care if I just missed the meeting. If I just missed the interview with Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Today I won. Yeah. I won the day because I saw this dude knock down that three and win the champ. And that, that's, I'm saying that because that was a literal scenario where uh, my, my son was playing in the championship game and I had to miss a very, very, very important music event that I really, really, really wanted to go to, but they made the playoffs. And then, and, and I, when I scheduled to go do it, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I just knew I was going to be able to go and I couldn't because I couldn't miss the game. And I was kind of just bummed out about the fact, you know, when I got to the game, I was like, you know, I, you know, I really love this dude, you know, cause I'm missing something that I really wanted to do. And when I, but I got there and he hit, he literally hit the three pointer at the buzzer to win the game. And when he ran over there to me, I won. I felt like I didn't even care about what I had missed. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even care about yeah. that event immediately. I immediately didn't care anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so I think if I'm, if I'm going to take anything from the book, you know, I'm going to, I got some more questions for you, but if I'm going to take anything from the book or anything from just the concept of winning the day, sometimes I feel like you got to take those little wins when they come. And just just accept those because you know if you if you do it make the day go easier and then you it, it'll refocus you back on the other goals and it doesn't seem like you just taking so many L's at the end of the day. Absolutely, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying. You know, so you've got another section here. I want to talk about people. Strategy number eight: people. Let's 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 dive into that because frankly, people I don't like a lot of them. Okay, <laughs> I got a problem with a lot of people. It's a lot of people I don't like, Marcus. I I, I and especially entertainment. If you know you're my Facebook friend, so Facebook is my is my rant rant site. You know what I'm saying? Where I rant a lot about the industry and the music industry and the entertainment industry, which is by default what I have to kind of be a part of, and the media. Because once I the a side effect of doing K100 Radio, I didn't realize that hey, you know what, uh, Blizzum, you're going to be media now, and I hate media. You know what I'm saying? I hate paparazzi. I hate TMZ. I hate them. I hate media takeout. I hate. Uh, uh, you know uh, What is it That's the other one I hate uh, World Star You know what I'm saying But literally When I decided to jump Into this side of the game I started being branded As such And I started meeting people I really didn't like Break it down to me What you In, in, in the people strategy How do you deal with people That you know Are going to be difficult People that are going to Try to hinder you People that you generally Don't like But in the grand scheme of things You're going to have to Deal with these people In order to win the day How do you go about that Oh man how, how do I say that one more? How, how, how do you cut out? How do I deal with people? Yeah, how do you how do you take it? How if 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 you're going for your passion and everything and whatever your passion is, and you're gonna have to deal with people, and you're gonna have to deal with some unsavory people and people that you just don't like, especially depending on what it is that you want to do. What advice and what strategy do you give in the people section to tell people to look? This is how you got to deal with this that that. That that butthole boss, you know what I'm saying, or you know wh- <laughs> whatever it is, you know what I'm that's, saying. That's always gonna be the messiest, slippery slope in the world, man. Because you know we can we can never not deal with people, and it's one of those things. I break it down into compartments. You know, one of the relation, one of the type of relationships that I put in there is inherited relationships. You know, that's the ones that if you're talking about a boss, you didn't choose him, but based on your job, you inherited him, and you got to deal with him every day. Or that aggravating coworker. Right. So one of the one of the things I believe in, man, I I don't believe that you should hold that you should hold your tongue all the time, but also you should do it in a way that that is not respectful of other people. So right. I live by the, by the idea that I'm never mad longer than it takes for me to tell you I don't like what you did. So how I go about doing that 
<laughs> whether you know, I, I want to do it in a respectful way, and you definitely want to always do that. But I, I refuse to hold in somebody else's ass. You know, every day I can't say. Right, exactly. I think if we, if we give ourselves freedom to show respect to other people, but to still get our point across and say what's on our heart, then it makes it much easier. Not you don't have a safe place to be safe with yourself. So that's that's one of, that's one of the things I outlined. Another thing I outlined is man, it's okay, it's cool sometimes to to, re, to respectfully say, "All right, I know you. We know each other, but we're probably never gonna be friends like that." It's enough for me to speak to you, say hello, and still go on about my life without being angry with you. Uh, you know what? I think that's probably one of in this in this climate in this day and age, bro. That is probably one of the most difficult things that I can see. It's very very hard to do with what I do, and I'm I'm just I'm just speaking for me and other people that are listening. Uh, you know, you guys, I appreciate the one that's listening. Lots of people listening. Uh, you can you can take it from whatever field that you are in, but in the field that of entertainment, it's very hard to do that. You know why? Because we have this word that I want to shoot dead and bury and wish never existed and it's called hater and so many people who will tell you that if you don't want to be friends or be extra cool or be supportive of 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 a thing or you don't like a thing that you're a hater of it you know what i'm saying and i and i'm and i'm glad you say that because i i we live in a culture in an era right now because of social media and whatever that it's literally automatic hate if you don't like something like people just automatically assume because if you don't like it then you're a hater of it you know what i'm saying or you know yeah. and they're using the, and they're using the term to say that you're that you're just that you want it to fail or that you just you know literally hate it you know and it's a word that has completely gotten out of control with its use i i just can't i can't take it but it's very hard for people to do that now and I, I don't know if it's just I think it has a lot to do with social media and the way we are the way we're all connected right now because everybody feels like what they're doing is just that important and if you're not rocking with it then you know you're, you're a hater you know what I'm saying and, and I, think I, I think that's made it really difficult for people to do what you just said to just say hey it's okay that we don't like each other oh you a hater you know what I'm saying it's, a, it's okay that you don't you know, you're, yeah, I, I, I'm saying it not too long ago man when the difference of opinion become hating and now, to be honest, man, some of what is truth is now hated. You know, you can you can legitimately dislike something, and the moment you you voice your displeasure, you're now hating. I don't understand it. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those things that people are so small minded uh, that we can't agree to disagree on nothing. You know, right. if I had to say anything at all, whether we're talking about racism, classism, or down the line, more than anything, people just don't like to hear anything that disagree with their thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> you know anything that you that you dislike that I like, I can't respectfully say, well, man. Right, well, I feel that's your opinion. Right. I, I, it's it's this is difficult, and you got a a subsection of this part in the book that you're talking about. You've got something called maintenance versus repair, and you quote yeah. quote in the book, and you say, you know, there are some relationships that demand daily maintenance, and some that only require occasional repairs. Relationships like husband and wife, parent and child. And boyfriend and girlfriend require daily maintenance. These relationships have an expectation of consistency and investment each day. Um, these type of relationships cannot be treated like oil changes, only checking every 3,000 to 5,000 miles of your life. You cannot allow months to go by without intentionally making time to maintain these relationships. The lack of consistency of daily maintenance in these relationships will affect the strength and happiness of them. Uh, just that one paragraph. Trust me, I'm quoting them 
he's got a million of these people. Don't worry about it. It's lots of them. All, all this good, all this good philosophy, and st- all throughout the book. Just go get the book. Win the day. And we're gonna make sure we you know how you do that before we leave. But just breaking that down, you know, uh, I think professionally uh, and then personally, the that part of the book is something that people really need to check out. You know, the maintenance versus repair of relationships. You know, some of these relationships uh, you point out should never be repaired and should be allowed to completely dissolve and begun be done in order for you to win the day. And some of them you're going to have to foster in order for you to win the day and foster more than what a lot of us care to want to put into. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's probably Absolutely. one of the better parts of the books. I think that part of the book is really something that people should really make sure they check out. You know, that, that the whole book, but just uh, that subsection of people, maintenance versus repair, was another one that stood out to me. You know, I highlighted man, that I, one. I was like, make sure I you check that. I appreciate it, man. That's one of those things. Recently, I lived at a friend of mine from back home. I was back home for, for a book signing, actually, in Panama City. Yeah. You know, when you get a chance to see family, it's a good thing. But you'll have people that you knew since middle school, high school, elementary school, it's fun to relive those old moments. And at first, we were talking about something I thought it was really funny. Uh-huh. Okay, an hour later, he brought it back up. It wasn't as funny. About four hours later, he said it again. And, I was, and that's when I realized that's all we had in common. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was cool for the moment, but in order for us to maintain, and he, he said, let's call me, let's, let's hang out. In order for us to be friends, I would have to be that guy that I used to be that he remembers. He's right. still the same person, but I've changed so much that I can't live in who I used to be just to be his friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. You know, I, it's, it's, trust me, bro. You know, we from that same city, so I I see that. That happens to me a lot. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's funny now, the people that I associate myself with. Uh, when I go home outside of family, I'm gonna associate. I'm gonna associate myself with with my family just because they're family for the most part. Even though some of them I don't really care for, honestly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they know this. <laughs> they know it. I love them. I love you, but I don't really like you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they know I love them. You know what I'm saying? But I just, you know, we we but we do with that for family. But when it comes to friends and people that we're not necessarily blood related to or obligated to in any kind of professional way, um, I think I think that is mandatory almost. And I've I've lived that. So many times, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that scenario that you're talking about going back home. You know what I'm saying? It's it was of course when I was doing more, doing a lot of uh, rap and you know and really street stuff. Uh, it isn't. It didn't dawn on me as much. You know what I'm saying? But the further I moved yeah. away from that, the further I moved away from that, then the more I started to really realize exactly what you're saying and really get what you just said. And then literally, I've been through that. A couple of times with a couple of people, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, funny that you would bring that up because I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Man, you, you know, like I know, the older you get, man, if you you have to classify your relationships. If not, you'll think all the relationships are the same. Mm-hmm. People are, will will expect you to hit them up all the time when you, there ain't really no real reason. There's only certain people, mm-hmm. like you know, even you and I. You know, we've known each other forever, and the love is there, but we don't talk every day. Right. <laughs> You know, but it don't diminish it don't diminish the respect and the love and you know how I'm inspired by what you're doing. Right. And we got I think the people accept that and recognize that you don't have to be best friends with everybody for there to be a relationship. All right. I'm going to give out the uh, studio number real quick. So if you're listening right now and you actually wanted to call in again, we apologize about the fact that the uh, 347 number is down. The 347 switchboard number, it's actually down. And we can't get calls. I know people, I've seen people hitting me. I had a couple people hit me up on social media like I'm trying to call in, but I can't call in. Uh, but we're still conducting the interview. Uh, I didn't want to, I did not want to postpone it just because of that. So I decided to use our studio phone lines in order to make sure we get this interview done. Uh, but 
But if you're listening right now and you just want to call in, if you want to real quick before we got about 15 minutes left, uh, if you just want to say what's up and, and, and congratulate Marcus, take this number down real quick. Go ahead and dial it. I'm going to give it to you and I'll try and bring you in on the studio line. All right. Uh, the number is 678-619-1362. Again, 678 area code, area code 678 619 one three six two. Again, I sincerely apologize because we put the actual switchboard number in all of our social media blast, and I did not know they were going to have this tech issue until five minutes before the show started. There's nothing I could do about that. But six seven eight uh, six one nine one three six two. I know because I know some of the family and friends and stuff wanted to kind of like. I know they were like, oh, I can't. I want to call in and you know just congratulate them and stuff on the air. And I'm just super upset about the fact that that switchboard issue happened. But six seven eight. 619-1362 If you call that number I should be able to bring you in On the line also on the air uh, You can do it Again 678-619-1362 We got about 15 minutes So if you do that uh, I'll be able to bring you in 678-619-1362 Okay back to uh, the, the good brother Marcus Arthur Marcus Rocher I'm going call to <laughs> call him that No matter what he wants Alright uh, Another line in the book uh, and I've heard people say this: uh, the best thing in the best things in life are not free. Okay, everything will. Co- I'm quoting right now. Everything will cost you something. Doesn't matter if you are running a Fortune 500 company or running a household. There is a price you will pay. Uh, it might not cost money, but it will cost time, energy, sacrifice, uh, determination, fortitude, and definitely resilience. Uh, things that money can't buy. Free is a front idea. That doesn't truly exist I'll stop there I have somebody else That talk, that tells me that all the time I have another friend of mine And he's like Man no such thing is free And you know People always like to be like Man the best things in life are free Love and family and blood. So you just kill all that I guess right We're not going with that We're not going with that notion over here um, In order to win the day Right Say that one more time. We're not. We're, we're not going. We're, we're not going with that for the win today. That's nothing is free. We're not gonna. We're not in La La Land. We're not. You know, everything's not free. Nothing's free. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't buy into that idea, man. I don't. I don't buy into it because even if, when people say that love is free, no, consistency plus trust builds love. You know, if you ain't consistent and somebody don't trust you, it's hard. To, it's hard to get them to love. You. So that, so that, so that's gonna cost you something. That's gonna cost you time. Right. And time is, pe- 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 you, yeah. People don't even look at time. And you know what, man? I'm so glad you said that because what I do, that's probably the number one reason why me and a lot of people fall out. Because a lot of people feel like if you're not actually giving them a product, literally in hand or whatever, that it shouldn't be. It shouldn't cost you anything. Nothing. Nothing I do is free, really. There, there is nothing free about running a 24-7 online broadcast and nothing free about it. You know what I'm saying? It all takes time. And time is and time is money. I don't know how many times rich, successful billionaires have to tell you this. You know what I'm saying? The same people that you look up to when you go buy their products every day and enjoy it, and the same people that you admire tell you this. Time is money. Some, some For some reason, there's so many people that, doesn't, that don't get it, that they don't understand that time is not free. It's limited, and it ends for everyone. So I don't even understand yeah. the basic concept of, of people who don't get that. If you can't, if you really can't get that, it's you got a bigger problem. I don't know. I don't know if Mark is going to help you win the day. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think you're going to win anything. <laughs> you're not going to win the day, your life, the hour, the week, nothing. You're not going to win nothing because you just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Just the basic concepts of stuff that I think you know. This book really expounds on people who really understand 
uh, where they want to go and whatever, but it can really, really, really help some people who may be a little bit confused about it. And it's, it's really good motivation. Now, I got to ask you this because we've we've broken down the book and some some not all the way in its entirety, of course, because it's way more in depth. Uh, we just literally skimmed the surface with the questions. But getting into even writing a book, when did you say when did you Stop and say I'm going to do it I'm going to write a book And how, how hard was it This is for the people Who may want to jump into it Because You're the only person That I know That's actually wrote, Written a book And had it come out That I actually Been knowing Like a long time I, I know other authors now You know what I'm saying But I don't know, you know I didn't know them You know when they were Growing up You know what I'm saying So what made you stop And say Because I've It's crazy because I've literally said I want to write a book A gazillion times And for some reason It never happens Ever <laughs> Ever so <laughs> ever happens and I've wanted to do it and I still haven't done it so what made you just what was it that said I'm going to stop and literally type this down did you get someone to type it for you did you write it yourself was it a solve how did you actually get it how did you accomplish it so how did you accomplish it last word me and the editor had an argument about that because I overworked her by making her write her notes on a separate sheet of paper and I go back in and rewrite it for her to look at it again because I wanted everything to sound like Right. But uh, what 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 made me write it? Uh, for, for years, I've wanted to write a book, man. Actually, since I was a kid, I always used to walk through shelves and in the in the mall where the little you know from Panama City Mall you stand at the record store, right? And right across from it was a bookstore, and I remember walking in there with my dad and saying, "One day I'm gonna write a book." You know, I hit a place now in my life. I was talking with some friends and said out of my mouth, "Man, I'm gonna write a book this year." They laughed. And I'm like, man, you ain't gonna write no book. I said, I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna write it in ten days. <laughs> and I'm one of those people now. That I live my life by, if if I tell myself I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Right. <laughs> you know. And I'm old enough now that I can make, I can make the younger me happy because I'm old enough to control every element of my life, or at least to some extent. Right. So I said, once they told me I couldn't, once I told myself I could, I put my, I did what my parents used to do and put myself on punishment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I said no, no, no television, no phone, no social media. I couldn't do nothing until I wrote a chapter a day, and that's how I did. I sat down on a Sunday, wrote the introduction on Sunday, wrote chapter one on Monday, and day after day, I couldn't do nothing until I wrote that chapter for the day. That's a that's then, a that's a great. And in ten days, I finished the book. That's that's because I'm looking at them. I'm reading. I'm looking at you know. I mean, it's not like it's 500 pages or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Which is is you don't need all that. This is not a story. It's not a novel like that. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not that kind of book. You know, so you don't even need all that excessive ex- explaining. Oh, the the ambiance of the clouds came through and peeked through with the sunlight. <laughs> you know, it's just all that nah, all that stuff nah, that I just all that stuff in books that make me just like I'm gonna buy the DVD because I just want to watch that happen instead of read four lines telling me how the sun broke through the clouds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy like that sometimes, but no, I, because I, 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 how did you go about getting a publisher? Who? How did you? Did you research all that first? How did you know about getting yeah. it dumped? You no, know, you got because you got the book. It's in stores, and it's, it's or you can order it. You know, I'm just trying to get because you know I like to teach. So anybody that may be listening that want to go into, you know, what I'm saying writing a book. You know, what's the process of that? How'd you make that happen? Man, honestly, I learned by experience. I made a whole lot of phone calls. I was aggressive in terms of I'm invested in myself. I paid different people online to kind of walk walk me through. The, I took a course on, that walked me through the different types of publishing. Uh-huh. I called I called printing companies, and many of them won't wouldn't take the time to explain to me how it works. I tried to figure out how the royalties, the business side of it, right? <laughs> you know, just everything possible. 
And what I ended up doing is negotiating with the company and saying, hey, I want to write five books. Could you lower your price? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> if I did self, self-printing. You right. Know? And that's, that's kind of the process I took as opposed to some people are using Amazon, which is a good, it's a good platform, but you make much less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm actually helping people now with something I'm launching called Your 30 Day Book. They're walking through the different types of printing, publishing, how you create your table of content, how you find your voice to write that all out. So I enjoyed the journey because I learned so much in a small window of time. Exactly, and that's something I ain't gonna front. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now in the air. I'm checking for that particular little piece of information in the book because to help me, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe it'll help me. You know what I'm saying? You know, get get my book out, which I don't think is ever gonna happen. But it might. Yeah. We, we're gonna get it out. We gotta get it out. You know, I don't even. You know what? That, that's one of those. Here's another moment where there. I don't know where there is because I don't even know what the book's gonna be about. I just said I want to write one, and I don't even know. I don't know if I wanted it to be about my life, literally, or I don't know if I wanted to be about my strong point of you know about being a, a indie musician. You know what I'm saying? You know, or you know, my my current getting stronger by the day point of starting a broadcast you know uh i don't know yet you know what i'm saying so but you know right now i just keep ranting on facebook okay so thanks everybody for tuning in to k100 radio now we got to make sure that we get you guys the information on how to get the book exactly how do you get this book what's the best way to get it you know tell everybody how they how they can go about ordering the book i know you got a website and everything to make it pretty simple but i want to make sure you give out the exact correct information on how to get in contact with you go ahead bro Absolutely. The best way to get the book is go to MarcusYRosier.com. Marcus, the letter Y, Rosier, which is R-O-S-I-E-R.com. And it's an easy little click button. And if that one's jammed up, MarcusYRosier.com, you can use Win the Day Book, WinTheDayBook.com. So those are the two platforms to be able to purchase the book. All right, make sure you do that. Go to WinTheDayBook.com. Dot com. I think I, I think I'm gonna take that and put that over on our website and let people have a little quick link over there to, to jump over there to it. So I think we're gonna do that too. You know what I'm saying for the homie, make sure we can try to drive some traffic over there. How is it, how is this is this is just all right, y'all y'all want to hear about the book and all that? Y'all can just just hold on for a second. We gotta talk about some other stuff right now. How's mom's doing? How's how's pops? <laughs> she's how's doing, doing great. Actually, she just released a book last month too, so she's traveling. <laughs> she's traveling and working, man. You know how she goes. She thinks she's 30 years old right now. <laughs> do it, uh, you know. Sometimes my mama get it. My mom's get like that. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, you go, what are you doing? You, you know, you're like sixty almost. And if I say that, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I acknowledge that, yes, you're getting old. It's always an issue with me and moms. Uh, great. And if you don't know, uh, the brother comes from a really great background. Uh, something that we have in you know common. You know, we grew up in church households. You know what I'm saying? He was literally a PK. And I, I think you know. I remember you know growing up with you guys, and I don't know the, how how much did that uh, play into you know the way you turned out in life and and, and your decision to, to to write this book. I know I know you grew up in a disciplined household like I did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. uh, you know, being the son of a preacher and everything like that. How, how did that help? And how did that um, play into you? You know, this book or or even some of your philosophies that you um, lay out in the book. Just curious. Man, it, it hurts. You, you know like I know it hurts and it helps. You know, it, it helps because you know it instills at least some, some level of morality, but it kind of hurts because sometimes we we see some things we probably don't want to see. Not so much my parents, but just being in that environment, people you trust, that couldn't let you down. So I, I think it's learning a balance at the end of the day that people are going to be people. 
right right exactly well you know again man you know it's 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 one of these moments where i was really proud to just you know uh i'm glad that i even had a platform to be able to do this you know what i'm saying and again i'm i'm really kind of teed off you know i'm 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 going to get me i'm gonna get me about two or three months of free service out of these guys for messing up my switchboard <laughs> They know yeah, I, I, I you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna snap. Yeah, I'm gonna snap on them because I wanted. Well, well, yeah, you know, you know, you know, hopefully this, but I appreciate you for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to call in. I wanted because I mean I don't know how many people actually. Cause I, I'm looking at my Facebook while we're talking and stuff, and I see people like I can't get in. I can't. I'm conducting the show, so I can't go and type and tell them everything. So I just kind of set it on the air. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure there's some people who because there's there the thing with the switchboard is. There are some. There are so many people who don't have internet access and stuff, and so that same number you can actually call and listen to this conversation. You know what I'm saying on your phone. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that probably missed the conversation because th- today, uh, because of that. So uh, trust me, I'm one of those very strong, stern letter to the owner people to get free stuff, and I get my stuff, and I'm going to get it. But this is definitely being recorded, and we're going to put it over there on the SoundCloud. So I'll make sure I get the links up to everybody. So just in case you did miss this live, uh, again, my. Uh, my apologies about the switchboard situation, but we'll we got we'll get that right. We got to get that right by tomorrow, like right. They got to get that right by tomorrow. I got to show tomorrow. So uh, but, yeah, so they got to get that right. But we this I recorded everything because this to me this was a moment in time uh, that I'm extremely proud of because I'm I'm glad that a I'm in a position you know to help give some exposure to someone who's doing something very positive for my hometown, Panama City, Florida, and that's where the good brothers from. And just to somebody that you know again family ties, mom and daddy them grew up you know being friends type situations and now look what he's doing and i'm able to bring him over here at k one's radio and chop it up with him uh which was supposed to be 30 minutes but i swear this hour flew by did it fly by for you it doesn't feel like an hour <laughs> yeah it doesn't even feel like an hour man we've been on we, we you know we started right on time and it's coming up on five o'clock and my next show is coming up vic excel the dirty dozen top 12 indie countdown if you like independent music if you like music and hip-hop and everything in general then don't don't tune out uh, just stay tuned in and locked in to K100 Radio. Vic XL, the Dirty Dozen Top 12 Indie Countdown is on deck. It's coming up next. K100Radio.com. Again, follow us on social media at K100 underscore radio. Follow the good brother at Marcus Y. Rozier. Marcus Y. Rozier. Of course, if you follow me, K100 Radio uh, on any social media platform, you've seen this promo. So everything is everything else works. All those links, everything is except that number. The number... Okay, we messed up on the number. I mean, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Everything else works, so try it out. You listening right now. Shouts out to everybody who called in. I really appreciate it, man. Brother Marcus. Good yes, deal, sir. brother. Win the day. Get the book. Windtheday.com. Go do it. Do it now. You're not rocking with the best. Vic Excel is on deck. This is K100 Radio. Yeah. Now tuned into Gadget Radio, Hip Hop and R&B.